Hi there, I'm Yaffa Sakaja, the CEO of Beneplan. In this episode, I want to talk about the game. If you're in benefits in Canada, or maybe even benefits in the US, you've probably heard about the game. But if you haven't, here's basically what it is. When a customer that has purchased employee group benefits from an insurance company decides that they're paying too much and they want to shop the market, this is typically the game or the dance or the collusion, whatever you want to call it, that takes place in the industry. And it's important to be aware of it. When insurance companies take a look at quoting a new piece of business, they're looking at many things. They're looking at, number one, how big is the premium? The bigger you are, size definitely does matter. So the more they're going to want to invest to get your business. The smaller you are, unfortunately, they're thinking, drop in the bucket, unless they have a huge focus on small business, they're not going to invest as much. Number two, they're going to look at, well, what's the funding model? Are they fully insured right now or are they ASO or self-insured? If they're fully insured, great. We know exactly what to do. We're going to discount the rates so that over a multi-year period, when we increase the rates to what we know that we're going to want to need for target profitability, we'll be able to keep all of those surpluses going forward. If it's ASO, it becomes tougher, but I do find that insurance companies tend to even discount ASO rates, which I find surprising because you would think, well, if a company is self-insured for health and dental, at least, um, and they're setting their own rates, like, why would you discount the rates? And I think, and this is my assumption, my assumption is that a lot of customers really don't understand what ASO is. They say they'll understand, but when a uh, bill comes for the deficit, they're going to want to say, well, what is this exactly? And like, I didn't really understand what I was signing up for. We've seen so many customers come to us requesting quotes. Um, and we say, hey, do you know that you're ASO? And they'll say, no, I had no idea. When did I switch? Did my broker switch? I don't know what that means. So even if the funding method is ASO, I've seen that carriers do even discount rates to get the business. Now, what happens in the game? The other thing to be aware of is that insurance companies know that there's churn. They know that companies will want to shop the market typically on average once every three years. And the life cycle of a client is sadly on average seven years with an insurance company. Knowing that the goal is, okay, if the company is going to stay with us for so many years, we know that we've got an opportunity to collect as much premium as we can in the first few years. And the reason for that is because as soon as a company switches insurance carriers, they really don't want to switch again. There is a huge sense of inertia and stickiness that causes the customer to stay with an insurance company for the first year or two or three or four, just because they still have stab wounds from the pain of switching. They might have trauma from all the forms they've had to fill out for all the employees that walked into their office saying, how come this wasn't covered when the old carrier used to cover it? And by finding out that actually sometimes the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. So knowing all of that, that explains why the following practice is absolutely normal. Let's take a company with 100 employees. They're paying $250,000 for benefits for the year. Must be a really great plan. They've been with their ex-carrier for 10 years, and they decided, you know what? Our carrier gave us a 5% increase. They refused to negotiate, and we're going to show them the door. So they shop the market. They, number one, they might tell their broker, uh, go ahead and shop the market for us. They also might ask another broker. They want to see if their first broker is being honest. There's nothing wrong with asking for a second opinion. They might also go to carriers directly. This is very common. Many customers do go to carriers directly, um, not knowing that it actually costs them the same, if not more, than going with a broker. 
So first broker comes back, incumbent broker, they've got three quotes in front of them. They say, okay, um, insurance company number one is going to save you $50,000 a year. Insurance company number two is going to save you $47,000 a year. And insurer number three is going to save you $71,000 a year. So the customer is obviously looking at that $71,000 figure. They're saying, okay, so what else do we need to know? At that point, what the customer doesn't realize is that there's always more to the story. You have to look at the target profitability. There's an episode here called TLR or target loss ratio, which will show you, okay, if the target profit is actually higher than where they're at now, meaning the TLR percentage is a bigger figure than where they're at now, that means there's going to be an increase in rates. But also, it's also okay to ask for what are the marketing allowances that have been invested in to get the business here? Insurers will sometimes be forthright with that. They might say, well, we invested 10%, but no more than 10%. That's still kind of questionable because what typically happens is whatever the insurer invested in the first year, in the second or third year, depending upon the rate guarantee, they're going to be, the client will be slammed with not only that investment, but more than that. And the reason for more, more than that is because of trend. Trend is a huge factor. We have another episode here on trend. But another huge factor is IBNR, insured but not, sorry, incurred but not reported claims. Incurred but not reported claims are important because they're thinking, okay, this is the one chance we have to charge as much as possible in the second or third year they're with us. Because we know if we try to recover it later, it's a possibility that they might have forgotten about their awful switching experience and they might actually leave. So we know they're not going to negotiate now. They're not going to go to their employees and say, guess what? You know how we told you to switch? We're going to have to switch all over again. So the client will try to negotiate in year two or three, and the insurer knows that. So they'll start the renewal up really high. Um, let's say they're looking for a 30% increase. They're going to start at maybe 60% of an increase and see how much the client can beat back. It does depend on the insurer. Some insurers are more lenient than others. It also depends on the relationship of the broker with the insurer. So if the broker has a big block with the insurer, um, you're going to get much different treatment than if the broker is a lone wolf, um, you know, a couple cases and looking to save the deal. The key is, let's say there are customers who say, you know what, 70% of customers at the first renewal with the new carrier will stay. <coughs> However, 30% will leave. So of the 30%, which is actually a huge number, they will try to shop the market and get a better rate. Most insurers though will decline. And this is where I'm talking about collusion. I'm not saying it's actually collusion, but there is a known fact in the insurance industry that's sort of an unwritten rule where if a company is coming to you requesting to quote and they've only been with their carrier for a year, you know that's bad news and you're typically going to decline to quote. So what that does is it traps the customer. It locks them in for one more year or maybe two more years until they're able to shop the market and get a quote. The big reason for that is because carriers think, hey, if you've caused a carrier to lose money, you're probably going to cause me to lose money too. So these kind of, they call them like repeat offenders. <laughs> Isn't that awful? Uh, but these customers that want to shop every year and get a better deal typically will find that they're going to have lack of choice after a number of years. It is better to make sure that the plan is set up in a good funding methodology, a good benefits claims management strategy, and a great broker with an excellent track record. So that's the game, a low ball quote in the first year and having very, very steep increases in the second or third year. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out.